Hello, everybody. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Hospitality. Our guest is uh, Scott Livingston. In today's show, uh, this guest is, is different. You know, it's not from the restaurant industry. It's from uh, health, sports, and I call uh, uh, reconditioning, which he's going to explain that uh, the term, what means, you know, reconditioning athletes. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Arjun. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Can you please explain who you are and your biography? Let's start it. Well, basically, I'm an athletic therapist and strength coach, uh, which in for you guys is an athletic trainer and a strength coach. I uh, have been for many years and uh, do a lot of things now. But for the most part, I worked in uh, college athletics for about eight years in a university in Canada and performed those two roles. And then I worked in the National Hockey League for 11 years. I went to work for the Islanders and the Rangers near where you live and then came back to Montreal, worked for the Canadians for eight years. And then I started working with uh, a bunch of Olympic athletes, uh, built a gym of my own where I train uh, people with some other partners. And um, basically that's been my, my life. And then what uh, my wife and I did was create this uh, concept called reconditioning, which is uh, basically a combination of therapeutic practice and training practice, uh, to sort of rebuild people when they're broken and fix people before they get broken. So uh, we take a, diff a little bit different approach than the average personal trainer for making sure that people are really healthy and uh, move well and stuff before we train them hard. So that's, uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell. So what we meet with the, the terminology uh, broken, does mean if they are like uh, they're hurt, they're injured, or uh, they lose motivation about, you know, well, most of it's most of it's hurt and injured people or people who have, uh, you know, I, I usually sort of um, analogize what happens to the human body is a little bit like uh, when you got when you learn to drive, you were told that you need to keep a certain amount of car lengths between you and the car in, in front of you. And in our lives, um, you know, when we don't maybe don't exercise much or we do exercise, but we're really hard on our body. Um, we don't uh, recover properly. Uh, we have uh, injuries where, you know, you sprain an ankle, you twist a knee, you do all these things over time. Basically, what you do is you lose, um, you know, your buffer or your car lengths with your body. And mm -hmm. so a lot of times you'll be driving sort of on the bumper of the car in front of you. Uh, it's an, an analogy to how our physical body is sort of set up. So what I do in my practice is I usually look at people and find where their imbalances are, where things that maybe from the postures that they keep all the time, et cetera. So you're in the restaurant industry. So you might have somebody yes. who's a cook in a, in a kitchen who's always been over the stove. So his back uh, starts to get mm -hmm. to be problematic or, you know, so even if he goes to train at the gym, he might have a bunch of imbalances that need to sort of be fixed um, before okay. he really trains well, hard. Otherwise he might start to injure something, might injure his back worse or, you know, who knows what might happen. So that's kind of, what fixing what is broken means. Wow. So you really uh, take things in details. You yeah. kind of like a, you, uh, you, you see it visually or when you touch, you know, somebody's body, you can find out, you know, what's wrong with, uh, both. With yeah. Both. I do both. Okay. Yeah. And that's, Oh, it's sort of the counts of experience too. Yeah. It's a bit of a difference maker between the average strength conditioning professional or personal trainer. Most of those practitioners aren't, 
taught to put their hands on somebody. So okay. it's a combination of looking at what you see visually, but also putting your hand on the person to find out, does this move or not move? And does okay. that work or not work? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll go a little bit on detail soon, uh, you know, with, uh, let's say like chefs and also people who work in front of the house and restaurant because they're all the time, you know, they're standing up and they're moving around, but they usually, they, they, they get hurt too. You know, mm-hmm. especially with age, you know, they are kind of, you their, their back hurts, you know, their legs hurts, their knee hurts, you know, uh, but uh, you, you did a lot of like, reconditioning, like the hockey players, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I believe they have, uh, they, they get injured uh, badly, you know, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. you explain like a, a situation and you just fix that problem. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> like I said, uh, just to relate it to where you're coming from in your world and with the people that you work with, uh, you know, they may play a sport recreationally or have played one, like you probably played sports when you were a kid or maybe mm-hmm. you still do. And so, uh, you know, you sprained an ankle, you know, you twisted a knee, you, uh, hurt a shoulder and maybe you're, maybe you didn't do rehab. Maybe you just kind of dealt with it at the time and went through it. And now you're in the rest- restaurant industry and you're walking, you're on your feet yes. all the time. So you have this old, you know, people will say, well, I have the old knee injury, I have the old ankle injury, I'm limping a little bit. And ultimately what we do as the same thing as we do with the hockey players is we look at their whole body. And sometimes you'll have pain, say, in your back, but your pain is really being driven by that old ankle injury because the way you walk on it. So instead of walking on it normally, you limp a little bit and maybe that limp then changes the way the loads go through your back and your hips and all of a sudden your back starts to hurt you. So um, solving that problem isn't always just about treating the back, but looking all over the place for what the driver of the problem is you know so that's really what we do is look for the driver try to clear up those things and get you moving properly and and in your industry i'm sure there's probably lots of back pain as there is uh rampant in most industries yes uh, i have a situation with a chef actually with a head chef he uh he has a knee problem and back problem you know Mm -hmm. every time he bends you know because there's a lot of bending moving you know and especially when you you know uh you gotta go up, down, left, and everything's like in fast paced. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes he gets, you know, he's still the night. It's like he's crumpled. You know, he's like he can't move. Uh, you any suggestion for him? <laughs> well, I don't usually <laughs> diagnose over the over the phone through a third party. I know. <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the day, I think it's always Just comes a down tip to for him. You know. Yeah, I think it always comes down to one seeing seeing somebody uh, who is a professional in that industry, and a lot of times people avoid going to see a good therapist of of a sort or a well qualified personal trainer who works with those kinds of uh, you know situations and build a program to support what it is you do with your body. I think sometimes people make the mistake in any industry of just going to the gym and working out or, you know, doing something to get fit, but they don't necessarily tell the person they're working with what they do with their body every day and what they need to be prepared to do. So, you know, you need to sit down and say, I'm a chef, I'm doing this and this and this, and this, this is the way I need to move. And so I need to move better. How, can you help me move better than I do right now to do the things that I want to do? So it's not, you know, when you're younger and you start lifting weights and things, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, it's about the beach body and looking in the mirror and all that sort of stuff. But later on, sometimes you need to train 
um, just to support what it is you do for a living or in your life or, or all the physical things that you like to do. So <clears throat> it's important. I, I think the most, the biggest recommendation I can make is to see a good professional in your area or wherever that person lives uh, that they can give them proper guidance of how to train and what to do and, and what not to do and, uh, and how to do it well, you know? Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, another question, uh, for the people in the restaurant business, uh, they work in front of the house, like waiters, bartenders, bus boys, and uh, they usually they, oh, they move a lot, you know, and they their pain most of the time is uh, their head or their foot. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a foot problem, and they usually, you know, a lot of people, you know, they can afford to go to a doctor, you know, and get, you know, I call a. Uh, proper shoes you know uh, but you know some somebody can go and do it uh, any suggestion and what they should do they should change their shoes more often uh, or they should uh, like all, uh, sometimes sometimes mentally too you know it hurts but it's not like you know, nothing happens to the food doesn't swallow or nothing it just hurts mm-hmm. uh, what's your suggestion on that Um, I would have probably two or three suggestions. One is um, that they do, you know, I know sometimes in that industry, you're not making huge amounts of money and it's hard sometimes to make, um, you know, to, to acquire or buy all kinds of different things, but certainly you need to spend money on your footwear if you're going to be on your feet all the time. So um, of the things that they should spend money on in their lives, if that's, if they're going to be on their feet all the time is good footwear and probably like you said, um, rotate them or switch them regularly. So mm-hmm. I would probably have two or three pairs of shoes that I would work with and rotate them daily because um, the foam in any kind of shoe starts to depress. And if you're wearing, if you're in a dressier establishment where you have to wear a business type of shoe to be the, to be on the floor or, or a heel or something for a female, then you're in a position all the time. That's not really the best. And you're using leather shoes that aren't, aren't great for the feet. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is buy the best quality you can. If you're a, a female, I would, unless you really have to, I would try not to be in heels. I would try to be in either a flat type of shoe or a shoe that has a little bit more structure to it to support your foot. Um, You can find something that's reasonably fashionable these days still. Um, And then the second thing I would do is when you finish the day, um, a good uh, putting your feet in a warm uh, or hot bath and actually, you know, giving them some, TLC at the end of the day is really valuable, even foot cream, et cetera, because your feet are being beaten up all day long. Um, and you could do either a hot bath or you could do a, a, a hot cold, which is also cool too. You can have a nice cold tub and a hot tub just in a, just in a plastic bin and you put your feet in a cold water with ice and then the hot water, you alternate them for a minute each side. That's very powerful for the feet. And the last thing is uh, get your feet up in the air for a little while when you finish your day, if you can, like uh, everybody's got to get home and deal with the kids and everything else. But if you are sitting watching the TV or you're, uh, you know, resting at the end of your day or reading a book or whatever, put your feet just, you know, about a foot higher than your hips or your chest so that the blood drains back because a lot of the blood sits in your feet and then it starts to 
create almost inflammation in your feet over time. So those would be the three things that I would uh, sort of counsel. And maybe when you can take breaks, get off your feet during the day, but that's well, that's often a, hard to do in the restaurant industry. So. Wow, that's extremely valuable information. See, it just gave me a tip for myself though. Cool. Yes. Oh, because, uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, because uh, I usually work 14 hours sometimes I mean, between 12 to 14 hours and I always stand up, you know, and move around, but still, you know, uh, I kind of, you know, I get those, uh, situation when my uh, feet hurts, I, I, I change uh, shoes. I got, you know, three pairs all the time. I change every day, mm-hmm. uh, and I was listening to Ido Portal, and he said that we we all, you know, we used to walk barefooted, and uh, you know, your foot injustice, and when you get that type of uh, pain, if you keep thinking about the pain, the pain gets bigger. If you just stop thinking about the pain, the pain will eventually go away, and your foot will adjust. But that's in different situation. Our situation is really different because we are all the time up so mm-hmm. that your tip is really extremely valuable yeah no you need oh. to you need to support the load that you're putting them on yes, on them yes, all the time yes, yes. the other thing so i would say it's on different weight too you know because uh, i was gonna uh, talk i know maybe you're not you know in the in that industry like weight loss but you have a lot of knowledge but you deal with uh, sports figure you deal with high high sports figures which sometimes they get to you know a little bit uh, on uh, their weight, so you give them those tips. I know that for a fact. I read your biography, so you have also a lot of knowledge on that uh, department. You know, can you say explain? Because m- most of the people, like especially in front of the house, they uh, after a while in the age, they they get a little bit overweight. Not like mm-hmm. overweight, overweight. How they because they think that oh, we move a lot, but we can lose weight. Any any tip if you have in a yeah, well, I would, I would uh, just to circle back on your last question, one thing that came to yes. me too as well, which I think is important, is compression socks. There's a lot of really high quality compression socks. A lot of people wear them in airlines when they're flying, uh, mm-hmm. but you can, they're not that expensive. And, and I would buy compression socks to wear. Uh, well, what, where they can find them? Uh, you would probably be able to find them at a sports store or um, any kind of footwear store. Uh, a, a better quality footwear store would probably have compression socks, but certainly in a sports store, you could get them for sure. Just go in and tell tell the people yes, you're yes. looking for a, a high quality compression sock. And they're usually, they go up uh, usually knee length. So, you know, you can wear them under your pants or underneath a set of stockings or whatever, but they keep the fluid from sitting down on your foot as well, which is what that swelling is what creates the pain in your feet as well. But mm-hmm. to circle into your question about body weight, I mean, in, in your industry, I think one of the problems is, um, how and when you eat and it usually ends up being um, sort of a reactionary response mm-hmm. to your day and where you can squeeze it in or, or, you know, you'll eat a big breakfast and maybe you won't eat for 12 hours and then you'll stuff your face with a big meal because it's the end of the day or you, or, 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 you know, you'll eat something that's very high in fat calories, et cetera, to sort of support the feeling that you feel empty at the end of 12 hours. I think there's uh, three things that you can be doing that are really supportive. First of all, we eat a lot of times when we're tired and we get tired most of the time because we're dehydrated. So whether you have a bottle of water um, 
a, a full liter bottle of water, um, best to have it in something that's not plastic, like a glass bottle or, uh, or a uh, aluminum type of bottle. Um, so you're not getting the plastic, um, effects in the water qual- quality, but mm-hmm. have that bottle of water and fill it. I would say in a, if you've got a 12 hour shift, I would say fill it and empty it into your body at least three, if not four times a full liter bottle of water. So that's first and foremost, one of the most important things is to drink a lot of water during the day, even if you have to go to the bathroom frequently. And in the beginning, if you start practicing that, you probably will be going pee fairly often. So just let the, yeah, yeah, let, let the bosses know that you're going, but you're trying to stay high. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, no, number two is um, to snack more frequently because you're probably not able to sit and eat a good quality meal because of the time. So it's better to have set up your day with a series of different snacks of a quality that's kind of a mix of um, carbs, fats, and protein. So you're getting a little bit of each of those things in each time you eat. Um, if you have trouble putting those together, you can get some snack bars and things and, uh, that are available on the marketplace that you can get that have sort of a, a mix of those things. But um, don't leave it to sort of the rest. It's funny, but you're in the restaurant and there's food there, but it ends up that you don't really get access to eating regularly throughout the day. So that's the second piece. And, and the third piece really is sleep. Um, you've got to get to work at getting good quality sleep. Sleep changes your hormonal cycle and it affects your ability. Your body retains more water, you get bloated, you feel uh, heavier, then that plays with your mental uh, mindset as well. So getting a good night's sleep at the end of the day is really very important and as many hours of sleep as you can get. So, you know, even if you're finishing your shift at, uh, you know, 9 p.m. or whatever, and you know you're going to be back the next day at 12 noon or something to work or whatever it is that you do, Um, to the best of your ability, try to get to bed as quickly as possible. Try to get a full, full some night's sleep. And again, spend some, you know, I think people spend money on fashion and a lot of different things. Spend some money on your, on the quality of your bed and the quality of your sheets and your pillow and all those things that you spend uh, one third of your life in your bed. And a lot of people don't spend much money on their bed and really a great, great point. People don't realize that <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's I also said spend, thing. invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, how are you going to perform? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Well, you know what it's like, uh, we, I, I work with performance athletes, but every human performs in some way, shape or form in your industry. Yes. You're performing um, on your feet, moving, you're acting, you're talking to people, you're trying to, you know, and make, bring positivity to their day and be positive yourself. So it takes a lot of energy out of you. So, you know, you need to create good recuperative strategies each day for yourself. And that's one of them is to, uh, to get good sleep and to be hydrated. Those are probably the two is two of the easiest ones that people don't do very well. And then that cascades into, well, when you feel tired and you haven't slept well and you're dehydrated, then your first your brain starts looking for sugar. So then you you start eating high calorie um, snacks like sugary snacks, uh, whether it's a candy bar or something else, to sort of satiate that. And then that's where you start to spiral into unhealthy sort of lifestyle. And then the last piece is try to, you know, finish your shift or start your shift before you do your work. Uh, try to get a workout in of some some sort. 
if you don't have, you know, two hours to go to the gym, well, go for a good brisk walk in the morning. Or, uh, you know, I think sometimes people make training into this whole laborious thing of I have to go to the gym and I have to pay for a membership and I have to get a personal trainer. No, you just maybe put into your, your day that you get up a half an hour earlier and go out for a nice walk, you know, uh, that's brisk and, and you get some fresh air, you know, that in and of itself is, is going to change yes, your yes, life. Yes, you know? yes. Wow. Wow, that's a great tip. Great tip. Uh, let's move to a business, uh, Uh, point uh so now you you, you say you own a gym and uh, also you coach people uh how, how how you take care of your customer uh how you how you uh, make sure uh, people that stay that be they're like a lifetime members in your gym mm. what would what, what you give them well i think um Everything's different from the other gyms. The, the, the most, I think the most important thing <clears throat> that gets lost sometimes in business is how you actually take care. And this, I think, happens a lot in the restaurant industry, personally, from yes. watching. Well, I want to compare, you know, two different how, how, how we take care of the people that take care of our clients. Mm -hmm. So when you, ultimately, your clients, like we've built a really nice culture in our in our training facility. It's not a... It's not a classic box gym where someone just pays for a membership, gets in a treadmill and kind of runs for half an hour and then leaves. It's a place where <clears throat> you come in and work selectively with a, a professional, <clears throat> excuse me, and they, um, and you, uh, you know, it's one-on-one -on -one work. Um, there's a clinic in the space, et cetera. And so we've created a culture of serving the client with good, positive energy, um, high quality service and a, a culture of, a familial culture when you walk in. So it's kind of like a cheers of the gym sort of, sort of environment in a sense, but that's ultimately created by the attitude and energy of the professionals we have. We have 35 people working for us and those people come wow. to work with a positive energy because we make sure we take care of their professional development. We try to pay them reasonably well for what they do. We um, want to, we as business leaders do our best to connect with them regularly and find out, you know, what's going on in their world and how they're doing and, and, you know, actually genuinely care about our staff. And I think at the end of the day that ha in the restaurant industry, that's sometimes, there's this grind everybody gets into, well, we've got to get the, the meals out and then the, the floor staff's got to get the meals served and uh, everybody's got to do everything. That, but it, uh, so, uh, it's uh, in, in the restaurant industry, it's uh, a lot of egos between mm -hmm. uh, even, even the owners or management, you know, they, mm -hmm. they don't have the, they don't have that the family style attitude. Mm -hmm. I call it, you know, because everybody doesn't perform like perfectly. Like you know, everybody comes in a different uh, shapes, you know, Because there's some issues at uh, home or never, so they come to restaurant. So you had a great point because you check with each uh, each employee and you see how they're doing before your shift starts, and so that this everything's like attitude adjustments, and uh, so your performance can be uh, you know on a highest point, you know. Mm -hmm. So I do uh, I do that, and I uh, and I I believe so far I created an unstoppable thing. They everybody you know it's like family. If they all come to the, to the place, you know, they know we start in, in one hour. I talk to everyone individually because sometimes people, they get, you know, frustrated if you talk in general with everybody because everybody has different issues. I check with everyone 
and make sure I motivate them before the starts and everything runs perfectly. But mm-hmm. I know for a fact out of places they just okay, we we'll move in and nobody is like a like a zoo and then fight starts and things that are not running pro- properly. I like your, your way of uh, how you call it mm-hmm. leading your team. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's yeah, you I mean and your team is ultimately the the people that take care of your clients, right? So your <clears throat> your client comes in if they don't have a good experience, it's because your team is not in a good place um mentally and physically and so that energy gets transcended to them. So yes. you know, it doesn't I I think uh you know, in the restaurant industry being somebody who likes food and stuff, it's you know, part of it is the quality of the food, but the other part of is the the service and the ambiance of the space and if your staff yes. is on fire and they're all happy and they're having a good time you feel that energy in that space oh yeah absolutely i mean for me if uh, my team fails i take the responsibility because mm-hmm. if my team one of my members on my team it's kind of slacky it's my fault i take responsibility that's why i do all that you know pre-shift you know not only meeting, but I do one on one. I touch base with everyone, so I make sure everybody's in good, good mindset, and so at least we can start our shift. Mm-hmm. And if you are not a good leader, uh, of course your business is going to go down. You're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so let's move to to another question. Uh, uh, when it comes to selling, uh, because uh, if you don't sell, you can survive. Uh, who does the selling in your place? Uh, it's uh, it's you, or it's uh, you have a, uh, other people because you 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 can use you probably have different programs. Mm-hmm. We have a different kind of selling because we have a, you know special items, specials, this and that. It's totally different because you come to to us, so you you you're gonna buy something. But in yeah. your case, it's different. You know, it's a uh, call. Uh, People that come in, they work out by, you know, how you pitch, you know, your, your problems. Well, I, I think, um, you know, I don't know if you've read the book or seen the, the, um, the Ted talk by Simon Sinek called start with the why, but, um, yes. our, yeah. our business is really a why business, um, dissociative of what I would call the usual culture of gyms where, I think there's there's the gyms that are selling the what, which is, you know, the workouts, the treadmills, the shakes, the bars, the, you know, all the stuff. And it's all about what they have. And so that that type of gym um, is endlessly in a circle of, well, what's what's your monthly rate? You know, uh, how much do you sell your personal training for all that sort of stuff? We don't we don't have a business like that. We have a why oriented business. Our why is really we want to help people perform to their greatest level of potential. And so everything we do is culturally built around making sure that people are living to their potential and are motivated to by the the culture of the space and the energy of the space to succeed. And so it does have a cheers like culture. So it doesn't have a sales approach in essence. The sales is, is really driven by word of mouth uh, by people's experience. So our clients sell our business for us. Um, we do some social media marketing. Um, we do some, uh, connectivity stuff for the most part. It's really community oriented work in the sense that, 
a lot of we have a big cycling community in our in our space a lot of our guys are out training in the in the community and working out with with people riding with people etc and then um you know because we have olympic athletes and pro athletes that brings a certain cachet to the space of Mm -hmm. the type of work that's going on so we don't have direct sales we have indirect sales that really come at the end of the day from uh, word of mouth uh, of of the strength of the culture of our environment and the why that we live by. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you know that, that's a great niche because, uh, like I say, uh, some restaurants where you know when they open they need the marketing. Uh, you are kind of I I know restaurants that are small in size, but they are always busy because they don't have to advertise. The, the job does you know all the mm-hmm. work. You know, the quality does all the work, you know, so you are that, that type of gym. Uh, you ever thought about like a groin? I know you're retired, this you're doing something some for fun, but are you you're thinking about like groin, like maybe online, doing some stuff online or? Um, my, myself and my wife do online teaching. And okay. so we've uh, sort of my life now is kind of transcending in two different directions. I have a... Mm-hmm podcast just like yourself uh, called leave yeah. your mark that i do and uh please follow that it's so important because <laughs> I, I love all all the conversations so far so especially listening to your podcast will give more value to your people doesn't matter which field they are yeah for sure well it's a really about humans and what makes people tick so to speak but so yeah. i'm doing that and i'll probably do some uh, life and performance coaching and things around that but i also teach with my wife, all the reconditioning stuff. So I'm building a more of an online slash uh, live uh, coaching and teaching presence. And that's kind of where life is going for me now. Um, And I have people that uh, I mentor, do a lot of mentoring in my staff and that, that they're the ones who train guys on the floor now and take care of our clients. And so that's what, where I head now. Wow. Amazing. So, Scott, what, what people that can find you uh, on social media or? Uh, at the, uh, well, you can I, um, if, if your if your viewership or listening ship uh, is any interested in the therapeutic and training side of things. We have a website called uh, reconditioninghq.com where you can find out about the courses that we do. Um, on my side, I'm uh, findable on Twitter at at built by Scott or Instagram at, at King O'Pain, King O'Pain. And uh, I have a podcast called Leave Your Mark, which is on iTunes. And uh, that's pretty much uh, me in a nutshell. You can find uh, Excellent. Well, thank you for being to, uh, in our show. You know, you really give us a lot of information, a lot of value. And uh, hopefully, you know, they will take your advice. And I think your advice was like a spot on. I, I'm going to do it myself and I'm going to, I call, uh, inform you how, how I'm doing it and do I have any results. And I let, really let know, I feel yeah. it that I'm going to have hundred uh, percent great, great results. Good. Well, thank you for being in my show. Uh, talk You're to welcome. you. Soon. Thank you, Scott. Take care. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.